Hello, I'm Scott Overholt, the Senior Vice President for Marketing and Consumer Sales, which includes Savoy's Medicare by Savoy resource or brokers. I'm here today with Angie Wilson. Angie is one of the Medicare experts within Medicare by Savoy. Her principal role here is to help brokers with Medicare expertise via training and support or by offering her services personally to brokers' clients. We have been noticing some brokers struggling to understand what to do about an individual who is Medicare eligible but is still on group coverage. This is particularly crucial in groups with less than 20 members because in that situation, Medicare becomes the employee's primary coverage by law. I've asked Angie to come here today to shed some light on this scenario and explain what it means for both the employer and employee. So Angie, what does it mean when Medicare becomes the primary payer and when does that happen? That's a great question, Scott. If a group is under 20 employees, Medicare is considered the primary payer. So what that means is primary health insurance is a plan that kicks in first, paying the claim as if it's the only source of health coverage. Then the secondary insurance plans picks up some or all of the costs left over after the primary payer has paid the claim. In the case of groups with less than 20, primary insurance becomes Medicare at age 65. The secondary insurance is the employer group plan. It's important that brokers are aware of the rules when it comes to beneficiaries who are Medicare eligible and still working. Is this what is called the Medicare exclusion? Yes, this is considered the Medicare exclusion because the member is supposed to be on Medicare parts A and B. The group plan excludes the amount Medicare is supposed to pay when the group plan pays its part of the claim. So the member gets just a fraction of their claims paid and owes the rest to the provider. Wow. What happens if someone doesn't enroll in part B when they need to, and then let's say they have surgery and have a big medical bill? What happens then? When Medicare is primary and you do not have parts A and B, claims may not be paid. So the Medicare beneficiary will be responsible for the 80%, which is the amount Medicare would have paid. If they do not pick up Part B when eligible, they may also face financial penalties due to late enrollment. So it's very important that groups with less than 20 make sure their Medicare eligible employees are enrolling properly in Medicare when eligible. If the Medicare eligible employee is covered under their group plan and the group is over 20 employees, in most cases, they can delay Part A and B without incurring late enrollment penalties or having any issues with any claims being paid. Hold on, this sounds like a cheesy TV commercial when they say, but wait, there's more. <laughs> penalties too? What kind of penalties? For most people, you have to pay a monthly premium for Part B. If you didn't get Part B when you were first eligible, when you finally do enroll, your monthly Part B premium may go up 10%. For each 12-month period, you could have had Part B but did not sign up. In most cases, you will have to pay this penalty each time you pay your premiums for as long as you have Part B, essentially for life. And the penalty increases the longer you go without Part B coverage. For example, your initial enrollment period ended 2016 December. If you miss your initial enrollment, you would have to wait till the general enrollment, which is January 1st through March 31st of each year. In this scenario, you waited to sign up for Part B until March 2019 during the general enrollment period. Your coverage starts July 1st, 2019. Your Part B premium penalty is 20% of the standard premium, and you will have to pay this penalty for as long as you have Part B. Even though you weren't covered for a total of 27 months, this included only two full 12-month periods. So if your Part B premium is the standard of 148.50, your penalty is 20% 
or $29.70 per month for life. So I've heard it said that seniors who don't know this have only themselves to blame, but I, I think that's not true. People will look to place blame elsewhere. Every month or so, I think you told me about one this morning. Every month or so, I hear a horror story like this one. An employee has an expensive medical service and the provider submits a claim to the carrier whose card is on file. But the carrier only pays a fraction, citing the Medicare exclusion. When the claim reduction comes to the member, a very shocked employee goes to HR to find out how this could happen. HR calls their broker and blames the broker for not educating them on this. Lawsuits are threatened. It is very unpleasant. Nobody's happy. And that's not good business. Angie, are there any other circumstances where Medicare is the primary payer? Yes. If you or your spouse or dependent qualify for Medicare due to a, to a disability, Medicare would be considered your primary coverage. If your employer has less than 100 employees, this differs. Okay, this is very important. So in this case, you would need to sign up for Part A and B to avoid financial penalty. Here's another example. I had a client whose spouse was eligible for Medicare due to disability and their group was under 100. This client went two years without Part B. Eventually, the group plan sent them a notice that they're responsible for 80% of several bills accrued over the last two years. It was overwhelming to the point where the beneficiary had to file for medical bankruptcy. So it's important that brokers are familiar with these rules so that they can relay this information to their groups and help their employees avoid catastrophic fines and penalties. Okay, Angie, thank you. Hopefully this helped avoid a half dozen or so disasters that were waiting to happen by providing our listeners with some insight on what to do with their groups of this size. So now that the brokers know, is there anything that you can do to help them communicate with group administrators and members? Absolutely. We have a Medicare 101 webinar that is less than an hour. It is a very straightforward educational webinar, especially for people making the transition to Medicare for the first time. We have the answers to most of the questions people have been asking us over the years about med what Medicare is, how it works, what it costs and what they need to do and when. I'm more than happy to present this Medicare 101 presentation to any group virtually. In fact, everyone listening to this, if you'd like to receive a copy of the presentation, you can click the link in the description and download the presentation so you can see the content we are offering in the webinar. Thank you, Angie. That sounds extremely valuable and this session certainly has been as well. Thank you to all of our listeners also. Medicare by Savoy is ready to assist you with all of your Medicare needs and be your dedicated partner for Medicare. If you have any questions, ask your Savoy account manager to arrange a conversation with an expert like Angie on our team, and we'd be happy to assist.